At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's another edition of Sincerely Unqualified. First episode of 2022. We uh, we had to take a week off because there was travel going on. There was some craziness, but we're back at it. We're talking. Don't look up. Netflix's biggest release of the last week, probably yeah, since I, Red Notice. Well, I don't know. I think it's probably the biggest release maybe ever because this is like a, a did, movie did that they really... Did stats out like that? No, I just think it's... Looking at it holistically, I think it's the largest release they've ever had just based on the star power and how it transcended like typical streaming conversations of how it's like, oh, this is a streaming movie where it's now looked at as this is just a movie that came out and look who's in it. and Let's talk about it in terms of just the the gravity of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that Netflix released the, you know, the, everyone's always wondering if it's legit or not or why they only choose to release certain things. Um it, I think that I saw them release some type of data around it and that a lot of people watched it. I mean, it was number one. It's still number one, and this movie is now a week old. We were supposed yeah. to do it last last week, but... It was Christmas. We couldn't be... Christmas Eve, you know, yeah. Yeah. Lots of travel going on. Um, so, we are going to be talking that new Adam McKay movie. We are big Adam McKay guys. I think one of us probably liked this specific movie more than the other, so that yeah. that should be good. And then we're going to just be talking about what we liked out of 2021, what movies we liked, and the ones that we actually reviewed we'll be talking about because we started talking uh, new movies at, I think, July this year, maybe August, yeah, something like that. July. Um, and then 2022, our most anticipated movies. So... Do we want to start? We'll we'll go. Don't look up first. Yeah, let's hit it. Let's want to do the it's old fresh, one minute, fresh off the top. All right, do you twenty twenty two? I'm gonna be nice this year. I'm gonna let Kevin take it off. Ooh. I'm gonna let you start us off. I will start my timer, and I want to hear because I think I liked it more than you. Yeah. So I want to hear your thoughts about it first, and then I'll go into my sounds good. My in, okay. So I'm gonna start in three. Two, one. All right. So I think when I when I think about the way I'm watching these movies as the, a comedy movie fan, when I see Adam McKay does a movie and I know he's starting to get more into the more realistic sense, more of uh, what I think Will Ferrell said, a sphere of influence. I think that there is a way to do that. And I think the thing with this movie that's interesting, that's different from a vice or different from a big short is that there's not actually like a realistic base that it has to pull on, but it does try to maintain it a very based realist realism in a complete satire. So they don't go too far out there. They don't stray too far into the ridiculousness. they still try to earn every bit of it being ridiculous, which is a common improv or sketch thing. You have to earn the craziness. And he also, it's just, I've said this before about comedies or about movies. You take a look at something, you say, what if? He said, what if an asteroid comes to Earth? And then we're left with this movie that's underwhelming. <laughs> That was that was quite a way to end it. That was underwhelming. Thanks for the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> that was just all right. That was a good way to end it. Okay, so now I gauge your thought. You kind of thought it was underwhelming. Yeah, a little bit like you thought it was a, a swing and a miss. Maybe a foul ball from Adam McKay. Maybe it was just like all right, he was doing a little bit too much. He was swinging for the fences and went a little bit astray. It he almost went, hit the foul the foul ball post. Okay, Is that what that's called? Dude, I haven't watched baseball in a while. The foul pole? Foul pole? <laughs> did, did, did either of us know? The 2008 I, look, is when the Phillies won the World Series, so that's that's about when I stopped caring. 2009 is when now, the Yankees 14 won. 14 years ago. So I, I, was, I was in on that, and then afterwards I was like, oh, wow. we're bad now. Yeah. But we're just I, old. Yeah. I, let's, I, okay. let's get your minute okay. going. You ready? Yeah. All right. Tell, you got tell three, me two, one, your time. Okay, so I watched it twice, and from me watching it twice, what I want to say is that 
the first time I was insanely underwhelmed just because of the expectations that I had going in. I was texting Kevin throughout saying like, eh, you know, my whole reaction after the first time was a bit of yours where it was underwhelming a little bit, you know, a big buildup to not enough. It was a good satire, but it didn't blow me away. And then I watched it a second time and I picked up on these little things and I, and I had more time to think about it. And I actually had, you know, not that I'm overhyped about it mindset. I had this, all right, I'm just going to go in and watch the movie because I know what to expect. And with that underwhelming kind of just regular baseline understanding of what I'm going into, I knew what I was going to get and I was very excited about it. And after watching it again, I think it executed what it was trying to do. I think it was a political cartoon that got turned into a movie, but it was done well enough with the right actors that I loved it. Perfect. Yeah, I think I think that'll probably bring me to my first point was that even though I said it was underwhelming, it definitely was very expectation based. Yeah. I I think with this kind of movie what he was trying to accomplish wasn't what he normally tries to accomplish with those more I guess true comedies and that that point that I would have is that it really was I guess m- moving. Like when yeah. when those I I think that the last part when they when everything was happening when it the asteroid hit and everyone was freaking out other than these people that knew about it the whole time and they're just having a casual dinner scene is where it really hits you kind of yeah. it, it comes to fruition. So I think that in terms of that like honestly this this was just a good movie. It was just about expectations. I th- I agree. My thing I I agree with that and I think I didn't really know what to expect. The main thing from this was we got these short trailers. We got these very condensed views of the movie. So there was no real way for us to know what we were getting from it, what we were getting from the performances, what angle it was really trying to take. And then seeing it for the first time, having that in mind, knowing it was this star-studded cast, Adam McKay probably going to blow me out of the water. It was very different. And I didn't, I I don't think it was underwhelming in a sense that it was bad acting, it was bad writing, it was bad anything. I think it was just very different from what I personally was expecting. And that's not a bad thing. That's not to say that I was disappointed. I, I, like I said, the second time I watched it, I knew what it was this time. And I was actually way more pleased with what it brought to the table that second time. But I do agree that it, for, the semi-comedy that I thought it would be, yeah, yeah. it hit me a lot harder. It was like, oh shit, okay. You know, like, there's a good obviously bit there. it's, there's a lot of good bits, but at the same time, it's like, all right, he's sending a message. It's obviously, it's like climate change, this whole thing, not listening to scientists, everything like that, trying to get the message out and how dumb we look, not listening yeah. to them. And then at the same time, it's like, all right, I, I did want to laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's some great bits in there, and then it, it it just hones in the fact of like, hey, you're also kind of stupid. <laughs> and yeah. We know that we point. know that, but it just I, that's exactly the point. Is you know that that was the point of the whole movie, and then I think a lot of the backlash of it is people not expecting to be faced with their own reality i think a lot of people are kind of looking at it and going nah fuck this guy for showing that like it's too it's even too close to home and showing like stuff that actually kind of is very real in people's worlds and saying like no no screw this movie i hate that it's like ah well i think uh, that there are just certain topics where people hear buzzwords or they they know where it leans and it's just not for them and or they you know they, they don't really give it a chance, which is fine. You know, we're talking objectively about the movie. Um, did you, so did, was your first point baked in there or should we go on to your second point? Uh, so that was kind of my first point. I think that yeah. it was a little bit of just, I mean, obviously it's, that's its whole job is to point the magnifying glass, right. but it's also like, don't get mad at it for doing that. There's no reason to get mad at it for that. Right. It's a movie. It, but you can dislike it, but That's, people are going to yeah, get mad. Yeah. You're going to uh, lose like 30% yeah. of the Netflix audience that would probably want to watch it. 
and yeah. then they're just not going to watch it. People, exactly. people will have their opinions about the. But that's know. even the that's even the whole thing. It's like yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of the point of the movie in right. itself. Is exactly. like you're you're not watching. That's almost it why because, it's like a win win yeah. for for yeah. McKay. He's like yeah, it's, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> like you're doing it right now. Yeah, you're doing exactly. it to yourself. Exactly. You're literally showing that it's. But I think my second point was that critics have reached their peak of pettiness and scrutinization for anything that they can do. I okay. looked at this before at yeah. RogerEbert.com. And when uh, you want to find is a this review... this the guy that I freaked when, out about? Yeah, but, well, it's his site, because I think he yeah. passed away. But uh, it's like... Ooh. Yeah. All yeah, right, see, Ke- Sorry, <laughs> from the gra- Kevin's throwing shots at the grave. <laughs> this, this guy he freaked out on. I want to know what John Madden would have thought of this yeah. movie. Rest in peace, John Madden. Seriously. But, I looked at that site, and that site, if you want to go and you want to see a review where people are just twirling expensive Bordeaux in your face while watching a movie they know they're not going to like, and then spewing SAT words at it, that's RogerEbert.com. They gave it one and a half stars, and every every other word on that site is a word that you would find uh, in like on a thesaurus.com because they looked up like powerful and then they just Lots found all the ex- yeah it's just so many synonyms it's i mean that's that's where i would not go for movie reviews um that's, that's just me personally what i so i mean honestly that's we we are actively and people know this if you listen to the podcast we're movie guys we're not film guys we've said it before we we would not agree with those people um but I think almost devil's advocate when you dip your toes into this realm, like like McKay has been, it, you know, a critic can watch Talladega Nights and think one thing, and you'd be like, "Hey, dude, it's Talladega Nights or <laughs> yeah. Hey, Woman." When when you hey. take a look at a movie like this, it, you start almost opening yourself up more to that. But knowing the kind of person, well, knowing the kind of person McKay portrays himself to be, and all the interviews and everything that I've seen out of him, it's it's kind of funny seeing it because I could almost see him being like, "Look, I'm I'm just pointing out the ridiculousness that I'm seeing, so I don't really care what these critics are saying." Neither do I, but it's like, uh, I go, no, yeah, I look, you're too we are, deep. We're anti-critic. You're, We've said you're it before. In the kiddie pool, and you're trying to go six feet down. I don't understand what you're doing yeah. here. Why you just go, go, go look for Oscar bait and stay in your yeah. own lane. We we okay? talk comedies in here. They, they're they're trying to review Belfast. No, um, they were. I guarantee it's four sure. stars on their site. I'm going to look it up now. I guarantee it's four stars. Look it up now because my second point is going to be around the cast that McKay was able to wrangle up for this film. So obviously we have Leo, we have J-Law. Um, I think in terms of the performances, I just loved seeing Jonah going at it again because he, I honestly don't know how long it's been, but it's been a while since we've seen him in a really popular movie. And he was just hilarious playing this pretty eccentric role. Uh, just, I mean, it's Jonah Hill. He's going to kill it always. But it's it was just nice seeing he really hasn't missed a beat. No. And he's right back to what he's doing best, honestly. Yeah. This reminded me of like 22 Jump Street, 21 Jump Street. Everything that he's done perfectly in the past. Because, you know, he's been on hot streak. I think this was the combination of his two worlds where it was old Jonah Hill the comedy style Jonah Hill coming in and meeting with the the Oscar worthy Jonah Hill cuz he's got Leo <laughs> in the movie point. so he's got Leo he's got yep. his guy and if Leo's in it he's like all right sign me up but it's also that character of like him dropping Molly in the situation yeah. room yeah. <laughs> and just being like time that shit perfect <laughs> yeah he said uh he said he, his character inspiration was if Firefest was a person <laughs> just like I think a he's, complete I mean, douche spot on when yeah. he's making the announcement to the entire world and he's like we also have to be thankful for like a lot of shit like watches <laughs> and cars <laughs> and don't like, shit. Things. <laughs> like, dude uh, ja rule would definitely invest in him that's all uh, i'm absolutely. saying absolutely shout out jonah hill in this movie jonah hill in this movie was funny i i think that everybody did their part justice I think what, oh, so the one thing I did want to bring up, which is my third-ish point, is 
Chris Evans cameo and who it's making fun of. Because I have a guess and I, I want to know if you're on the same page. Give do you me remember what his, Do you want, remember what his cameo is? I, I will once you give me a guess. So probably. his cameo was he's promoting a movie called like he's oh, promoting right. yes, a movie yes, they yes, made yes, about yeah. an <laughs> yeah. asteroid hitting the Mikata, earth. Hey? And it's coming out uh, on the day that the asteroid's supposed yeah. to hit. Yeah. And his whole thing is like, they're, they're interviewing him and it's like a press junket thing and they're interviewing and he's like, so they're like, I, so I see you have a pin that points up and down. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm over this division. I think we both need to come together. That's why this pin points up and down. I don't think we should look up. We should look straight. And yeah. I'm like, that, my guess for that is, it was a mix of The Rock and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, did you hear me before? I said yeah, McConaughey. No, that's right. Yeah, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe in, in another bald jack guy. I was thinking maybe you were you were leaning Rogan instead, no. of, instead of The Rock. I get what you're saying with The Rock. Okay. I think yeah. The Rock, because he's got he's this action movie star. He's got such a large fan base that he's like this I appeal to everyone guy. He can't he, and can't he doesn't want to pick a, a side. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's like, this is for everyone. This movie's for everyone. Like, I don't want to pick a side. It's just like, oh, there we go. I did like how Yeah, I liked how McKay dropped that little cameo character in. Yeah. To, just so it's not only one side and the other, but you know, we at least threw like a 30 second spot in there where there was someone <laughs> in the middle. What is he doing that he's in cameos for everything now? He was in Free Guy. He was in this. I feel like he was in another thing that he's you remember, just dropping cameos. Yeah, Free Guy, the only reason they got him is because they could fit him into like an hour time slot in his other starring schedule or whatever. Yeah. That's probably it. They're probably just like, oh, let's shoot him a text, see where he's at. And be like, oh, actually, I'm filming in <laughs> Vancouver. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he's like, I'm at Free Guy right now, but I'll be there tomorrow. Like, all right, can you come by and just film this in a weird hat and wig? Like, yeah, sure. Of course I can. That I think that was a little... It, it's, it's a nice little drop-in, aside from the other kind of cameos we got. I think that that was semi-unexpected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, shit, okay. My uh, For my third point, I'll, I'll go towards where we're always inclined and talk about bits, because oh, you said yes. that your favorite bit I, I liked... But for some reason, it always cracked me up just seeing people in the hoods that they put them in, <laughs> in the back of the car. When, when people finally decide to speak out, they just throw them in the back of the car and then they're just having casual conversations with each other. Like, in the back. Yeah, just with the hoods on. That's one of my favorite ones. That's just that, like, we have to talk about bits because we know McKay does that. Uh, that's, that's his thing. He's a comedy guy. Yeah. He's got to throw the it's bits. A guy. SNL guy. What was what was your favorite bit though? I told you this a little bit before, but the my favorite bit had to be the paid for snacks when they paid for snacks at the White House from the general who charged them ten dollars for snacks, and then they find out it's free, and then just throughout Jennifer Lawrence is talking to everybody about the snacks. Like she tells Timothy Chalamet's character, yeah. and then she's locked in a room and just talking about it again. I just think that that kept being brought up, and I I loved it. Yeah, dude, Timothy Chalamet is so damn good in this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, overall, I think my stance on it is good movie. I probably had too high of expectations, or I just didn't yeah. know what I was expecting, and it it threw me off. I think that you're probably right. This might be a good rewatch. This is probably now that you know what it is and you can just like it for what it is or what you liked and yeah. didn't like that. This probably is a good rewatch movie. I just didn't get around to the rewatch. So my, my thought on it was probably good movie. Just, you know, I, I don't think it's going to stand the test of time as much as yeah. some of McKay's other movies, which was surprising to me with this cast. But that's that's about it. Yeah. I mean, when you have a cast like Jennifer Lawrence, Mel Streep, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett. Tyler Perry just coming in being the host like yeah <laughs> like Timothy Chalamet dude Ron Perlman's character 
<laughs> and them them tossing in that he's from a different generation bit too. That was probably my yeah. runner up. Like he's from a different generation. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. That that long running <laughs> bit. <laughs> just, Dude, there is some how fantastic come you guys have never teamed up? Here. <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah. Like there was there was some good there was great stuff in here. I think that and then so I think the the two like little things that I took away from comedically from this were Timothy Chalamet. I just saw a script to screen thing. You know those where they show like what happened yeah. and then the yeah. script itself. So the scene where they're in the grocery store at the end and they're looking for the food and he's like, could you grab some of those little potatoes? And he's, she's like, fingerling I, potatoes. He goes, I fucking love fingerling potatoes. Yeah. That wasn't in the script. He's just standing in the back going like, I fucking love fingerling <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> that was so great. And Ron Perlman just yelling at the kids in the fitness program was the other one for me. Just... You little pussies. <laughs> yeah, that was so very good. good. Oh, very the, good. There was some gold in this movie, I will say. There yeah. was some there was some absolute gold. And for it to get like a 56% and only a 77 from everybody on Rotten Tomatoes actually surprised me. But that's good for a comedy, especially one that's divisive. Because you're gonna get you're gonna get people upset about it coming on being like, this is this is propaganda. Whatever yeah. to each their own there. Um, yeah, thing. honestly, talking through it, I think that I I have lightened up. I actually, I and like I said, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, so maybe if I go rewatch it, I'll I'll get even higher on it. I think you should but give it another chance. I will. I will. Oh, you know who we didn't mention? And before we move on, I just wanted to mention it because it was like an interesting character. Yeah, was the billionaire guy who played an integral role, like the Musk Odd Bezos guy, yeah, like Zuckerberg guy, and. <laughs> That was the funny the one of the funniest things with him was when he's on stage introducing the new product and the little girl's like, Mr. Ishmael, can I say something? No. Yeah. <laughs> just gets shut down. Yeah, dude. He was he was a just weird bad dude. vibes. Yeah. yeah. Bad vibes. Bad vibes all around. All around. Uh, just, no, yeah. Honestly, very good character though. Uh, very obvious yeah. some people who he's supposed to be, and very obvious. It's, yeah. That's another thing about McKay, you know, from uh, the nice, or sorry, the other guys is anti. I mean, most people in the comedy world just tend to be anti-corporation. So, like I said, a yeah. lot of commentary that was, you know, good if if you buy into it. Yeah, but if you don't, exactly. whatever, enjoy the movie. Uh, so just a few exclusive exclusives about this movie because there's always good stuff like that. Um, yeah, we're, we talked about the cast. Jennifer Lawrence, or I, everyone who's not Jennifer Lawrence who interacted with her, yeah, you pay them the big bucks because she apparently didn't have a tooth for all of this <laughs> filming, which I, it would be weird to just not stare at that. <laughs> but yeah. um, so she didn't have it because she couldn't get it fixed because COVID restrictions. They filmed this during COVID, so um, they had to put the tooth back in in post production. Yeah, that's not a, that's not great. When you're filming a movie, it's like it just it's like trying to play somebody and then gaining a hundred pounds before the role and being like, "We're gonna do it this way," and they're like, "I guess that's I guess our we're budget. gonna do it that way." <laughs> I'm sure that's a little bit more drastic than changing a tooth. But can you imagine being the person to go through every scene and kind of scrub it for her tooth? Just like add that in, give and it its own dynamics work, and dude. effects. Yeah, a lot of scene. work. Well, I just, don't know why they didn't just. Put something in it shows how much I, I know about teeth, but they, yeah, I feel like they could have just tossed guy. something in there, dude. No, I honestly think that talking to, to someone who's missing a tooth that you know it's missing, like you yeah. know it's missing. Oh, it's there. And it's supposed the to be whistle. there. I feel like it's talking to someone with a lazy eye. No offense to yeah. people with lazy eyes, but you're just not really sure where to look, like yeah. which, which one to go to. I'm also more surprised that we don't hear a lisp or anything, depending on which tooth it was. But there's no lisp, there's no affect to her speech or anything like that. They're not giving Usually out that when, hot info. Yeah, I'm also trying to think about it. You know those animation screens where they show like the behind the scenes and it's that weird green with the 3D yeah. screen yeah. where things rotate. I'm just imagining one tooth being on that screen. <laughs> just like one tiny tooth and just like, they're like, this is how we did it for this scene. And it's like 3D rotating with oh, one geez. little tooth. And this... <laughs> I don't think they would have had to go through that, but I would have liked yeah, if they did. I hope not. 
Um, so for for Jonah Hill's character, he wanted his idea for the character, who's an insane person. He wanted the character to carry a Birkin bag everywhere. And even the filmmakers thought it was a little bit of an absurdist take on the character. A guy who's wearing like a Richard Millet $300,000 watch. They thought like carrying around the president's <laughs> nuclear codes and a $30,000 handbag would be too much. And I kind of agree. Like, Again, if Firefest was a person, that's what he was going for. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, just, just flex it. That's, that's all he's doing. <laughs> Um, just flexing with the new codes, he's just like whipping around a Birkin bag. <laughs> like, I mean, look, you're not gonna you're not gonna put the new codes in a bag you can get at like Kohl's. No yeah, offense, Kohl's. Not, no offense. Not, look, if you shop at Kohl's, look, go. You're not gonna buy the nuclear code bag with Kohl's cash. Is all I'm trying to say. What is it called? It's called the football, right? Like you're not thrifting the football. You're, the, oh, is that, that the, that's nuclear, the, yeah. the nuclear suitcase is called the football, the football. and you're not you're not thrifting that shit. You're no. gonna you're not gonna take a walk towards downtown wherever you live and be like, you know what? Yeah. I think I'm gonna stop in the store today, and then you stumble upon nuclear codes. Oh, uh, they have this Herschel bag for thirty dollars. Let's get it. Like, nah, I think we're good. <laughs> um, so keeping going with actors, um, so Leo. Obviously, he's always dedicated to roles. Leo played a very smart guy, very you know boring. That was his whole thing. Uh, but in order to feel like he, in order to feel like he could portray that he knew what he was talking about, he needed to meet with Amy Mainzer, who is a film consultant, real life astronomer. Um, he had really long com- or conversations with her about the math that actually goes behind these calculations that he was talking about. So apparently he got a good six months of education in just learning about astrophysics, which, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's pretty cool if you're going to go be doing this. Yeah, no, you have to, that's like Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about movies and everything. You just like go in, have a real life consultant, have everything you need to know about it and actually be well-versed in it. It just makes it that touch more real. I wonder yeah, I wonder how real, really well versed he was in it, and how. I'm because look, I'm sure he's a smart guy, yeah. but how much can you actually learn to be able to talk about it? I feel like he could have just also watched some documentary that because we always everyone watches space documentaries, and some yeah. are a little more information intensive than others, and in those ones, you're just like you hear concepts, and you're like, yeah, I get it. You don't get it. Yeah, you absolutely you have no don't idea get it. what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> you don't have teach no clue. me the math. I just need to know yeah. generally what a black hole may or may not be. <laughs> like, I don't. You don't have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, wait. One sec. One sec. Right. My shoe came off. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was distracted for a sec. You want to go with the Timothy Chalamet one then? Yes, we are good. All right, three, my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> three, two, one. All right, and another character was probably, I think my favorite was, I don't know, was probably top three. Top three, yeah. Yeah, so Timothy Chalamet, he wasn't supposed to have long hair for this movie, but the production was delayed from April to November in 2020, which is mid-pandemic, which is understandable. So yeah. he didn't cut it during lockdown, and on a Zoom meeting, Adam McKay liked the way that it looked. And he was like, no, 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 keep that. So Yule in the movie has this crazy long hair. Super and long. It's, it's just the real hair. And I mean, it wasn't supposed to be there. It works. It That's like the, the fingerling potatoes. It was just kind of on the spot, improvised. Like, all right, that works. Your character's going that way. Which yeah. I feel like the entire character for Timothy Chalamet was in this movie. Just like a bunch of that works in a row that just created this character. Yeah, it was it was a weird mix of everything like him <laughs> yeah. being Christian and like yeah. that's that's an interesting character choice but exactly you know, whatever. Some someone pitched that and they were just like, "All right, that Why works." Why not? Sure. Yeah. We need Can one we of them in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's have him do the toast of the All right, that works. Man. Just <laughs> string together the prayer, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I was <laughs> toast toast to God. Yeah, exactly, Kevin. <laughs> around the uh, around the one hour and forty one minute mark, a QR code appears on the screen. 
Uh, and then if you scan it, apparently it goes to the Just Look Up full performance video by Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi, which, by the way, shout out. I, you know, Ariana Grande is fine. I, I'm a big Kid Cudi fan, so it was nice yeah. seeing Kid Cudi out there again. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and they had Ariana Grande improvise the line in that song, which was like, turn off that shitbox news. We're yeah. all going to die. She just improv that when they were singing on set, which Adam McKay was like, all right, that's going in the movie, which yeah. is cool that everybody just improvs. McKay keeps Adam doing McKay, McKay things. Yeah. Yeah. And the phone number, <laughs> there's a phone number for the peace of mind that you could call and kind of feel good about the asteroid going away. And it takes you to America's hottest talk line where hot girls are waiting to talk. Which, if that's true, and folks, Winnie is definitely going to try that out right when we hang up here. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's a funny that's, McKay thing. That is really good. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. But yeah, I mean, a ton of good little things in this movie. This movie just keeps... They find new stuff throughout. Yeah. Now, it, uh, these kind of facts, you can tell it was a McKay movie. Because yeah. you just get that vibe around it. Uh, Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about what movies we loved and what movies we're most looking forward to this next year. We, we okay. wanted to go back, look at what we've reviewed or just what's come out this year and kind of nail down more so a top five. We have 10 in here. I think we can just do we 10 can do through five. six. All right, let's yeah. do that. Or just like just rattle off 10 through six and then talk more one to five. Um, so I'll start. I'll, I'll go... Number 10 is the Venom sequel. We kind of dragged that one. Again, fine movie, <laughs> but it, it would have been better in 2008. Uh, number nine, Last Night in Soho. Very good movie. Um, you know, maybe. And also, we should say this is favorite, not best. Yeah. Uh, so maybe just not as much this for personal, me. Personal. Per, yeah. Right. I did enjoy it. Um, number eight, No Time to Die. That that old James Bond one that we loved kind of wrapped up the series well. Um, number seven is where I have Don't Look Up. Maybe maybe that would change after I'd talked it through. But then number six is The Suicide Squad. Speaking of that, we have the uh, the Peacemaker show coming out with that, that trailer looks that looks awesome. Pretty good. Yeah, it so really does look really good. Yeah, that's that's my ten through six. We'll we'll do yours All and right. then we'll start going back and forth for top five. My ten through six is ten. Last night in Soho. Eh. Nine was Venom 2. Also, you know, yeah. it was what it was. Yeah. Not going to be too upset. Uh, number eight, No Time to Die. Loved it, but, you know, compared to the other ones on here, it's not going to break the top five. Seven was Eternals. Good. Not my favorite. Um, six, Don't Look Up. It didn't quite crack the top five just because of the competition, yeah. but I, the rewatch did help it out with the rating. Yep. Yep. All right. So what was your number five then? Number five was the Suicide Squad, which surprised the hell yep. out of me. It's I, I mean, it, it's very deserving of being top five, I think. Top, it, I think it's in that four to six range of like, yeah, it can be sure. interchangeable in there. It's it's surprised the hell out of me this year. And I think it was one for DC that's going to just propel them moving forward. I, I think that that's what they should build off of. Yeah, no, I mean, it was extremely that's entertaining. Doing. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing, yeah. Uh, yeah. My number five is more of a, a series, or yeah, it, it's another start of something. And now that I'm looking at it, maybe I should have had it higher, because Dune coming in at five is probably a yeah. little high. Ooh. I mean, speaking of the Timothy Lit Chalamet, the boy, yeah, um, the, it, it feels like it's the start of something just monumental which is, yeah. is pretty cool because we, we kind of call that out. It does seem to be the start of a mega franchise. I think it's going to be something massive. And my number five is a little, or my number four I'll go to actually yeah. off that is something that's probably not going to be an international franchise for years. Uh, Free Guy. <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit different than Dune, but it also had Chris Evans in it, similar to Don't Look Up. So, you know, there's the linkages. It's the linkages, folks, number four. Yeah. Free Movies Guy. Yeah. yeah, Free Guy, I agree. That's going to be coming up in my list, so I'll just talk about it now. Just extremely entertaining, and the reason that... The reason Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, 
just just perfectly just, him and a very fun, exciting, and interesting movie. That's just him doing what he wants to do, basically. Yeah, and we love to see it. Uh, okay, so my number four was actually deep in your list at seven. Uh, mine's Eternals. I thought it was really great for all of the story that it had to set up because it was just so much introduction that I think yeah. that's going to be one that we look back on and are like, no, that, that was that was actually great. Pretty long, but I think if for a long movie, it didn't feel like that, which is always great because we have that... We, me and you have the 90 minute attention span for comedies. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's in that time frame where like you're losing me a little bit. Yeah. Not to say like, don't look up. I gave it two hours and some change, but usually you got to stick to that time frame. Yeah. For me to, for me to stick with you. <laughs> um, number three, I'm going to go Shang-Chi. Just great okay. movie. Great visuals, great everything. Marvel really blew it away this year. Uh, because this is my number two Marvel movie of the year. So with that being number two, obviously you know what's number one, but <laughs> like that yeah. movie it, it exceeded every expectation that I think everyone had going into it. And just I mean, personally, I just I would love to watch it again and again. It's something that's going in the rotation. Yeah. I uh I'll talk about that soon. So my number three is going to be Free Guy. Uh, already talked about that, so I'll kick yeah. it to your number two. Number two for me was Dune, the international okay. sensation, where Zendaya had all four minutes of screen time, and yeah. I think it's going to be great. I think that they're going to just... I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's this generation's new... like lord of the Rings style thing i don't want to overhype it too much but i feel like it's entering that realm where in 20 years there's gonna be at one of the theme parks like dune land go visit oh, yeah. Dune. go visit no arrakis like yeah no exactly doubt. i i absolutely yeah. agree uh yeah i should have had that higher so um you know what i'll, I'll do this for now i'm gonna switch dune and eternals from four and five okay and i'm gonna keep okay three guys yeah three that's just because i enjoyed it that much um number <laughs> two i will talk uh, we'll, we'll lump them in together because your next one is going to be one it's spider-man yeah um so i'll let you take the lead here oh i mean look spider-man was everything that we wanted it to be we talked about it a few weeks ago it was it blew me away and i had the highest expectations like everyone else yeah just having spoilers, all three of them come back. The story itself, weaving in the Doctor Strange stuff, weaving in this, having Wong disappear again for who God knows how long. I think they, they did everything that was necessary in this movie to make it my number one of the year. And I would I like when it when I get the chance, I'm, I might see it again in a theater, but I might just wait and watch it again on streaming whenever that's possible. Yeah. But yeah. This this one's a classic. I don't see this going any anywhere. It might be Marvel's no. top two movie of all time. Yes, uh, yeah, it's a classic. There, for some reason, I'm gonna put it at two behind one that we've already talked about, Shang Chi. I mean, I think it almost has to do with what I'm talking about. Like my favorite, the the experience that I've had this last year. It was just a blast and completely not shocking because it's Marvel. You know it's going to hit. Um, yeah. I just wasn't sure where the MCU was going to be going because we only had those TV shows that were really wacky and weird with like WandaVision and Loki. And then this very true superhero movie was coming out. I didn't know what to expect out of it. And I was just blown away with how great it was. They had Aquafina yeah. in there who we talked about, which had a lot of great comedy being driven about. Um, I just think what they were able to do with Shang-Chi was incredible. And I probably had even more fun or I was more entertained and enjoyed it more in the theaters just maybe because really? of the surprise factor because i really? knew i knew spider-man was no. gonna be what it was so maybe that's yeah. it but it's definitely like it's a. I, I think it's even crazy that i'm saying this now like i'm kind of questioning it <laughs> yeah. as i'm speaking but <laughs> the, I just, when you said theater experience i was like you sure like, it, i was just in the theater for spider-man it might be and because it was rocking 
I guarantee you it's probably about expectations, but I'm going to hold to yeah. it. I loved that movie. Okay. You're steadfast. I like it. Yeah. I, th- I I don't know. That that was the best. It was nice being, maybe it was me just being back in theaters where everybody was so invested and you're not just going to a movie to be like, all right, let's see a movie. Let's mask up. Let's do this. Do What's that. No, this is Spider-Man where everybody oh, in the was- theater is just like, let's ride. Let's do it. We're all in this pack theater. Like everyone's ready to go. I was going to say that with Shang-Chi, actually, because it was kind of the first one. It was actually it was the first uh, theaters only release for Disney. So I I felt that way that it was kind of one of the first ones back. It was the first really big one back. Um, Yeah, yeah, I just thought it was fun. Questionable. I'll say this right now. Questionable. It is questionable. But we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see Um, how. You want to just quick talk about the the most anticipated movies of 2022? Yeah, let's do it. You want to go from 1 to 10 on this one? Because we both have a a similar number ones. Or we can go backwards and keep it consistent. We'll go backwards. We'll do 10 through 6 really quick. We have the same same number 10. (laughs) Number 10, Mario. (laughs) For pure intrigue. I want to know what's going to happen with Chris Pratt as Mario. I don't know. I don't see where this goes. That it's great. I don't know how it's gonna be good. I, to I be don't. honest, I don't know if it's just gonna be a kids movie or if it's gonna be Look, for maybe even people our age too in some way. But oh, it's gonna think, be interesting seeing where it lands. Is it gonna be just Chris Pratt's voice over the character, like him being like, "All right, guys, we gotta go do this," no. or is he gonna be like? Oh, we're going to this way. I, I, <laughs> like it the whole has time, to be the Mario voice. It has, to be. It, it has, has to, to be. be. There's no way that they're gonna bullshit everybody and have Chris Pratt go in and be like, "We're saving Peach, guys." Yeah. Like, no, that cannot happen. And if it does, we're boycotting this movie because why? Complete you, you can't boycott. Do that. Complete yeah. boycott. Yeah. Look, there's there's a lot of stuff. Or oh, know, but very I can see serious them. conversations. Or yeah. gay people should in movies should they be played by only gay people? Chris Pratt should be allowed to play an Italian plumber that fights a big dragon. That's what I'm saying, and I'm making that statement here on but, this podcast. But he needs to use the correct voice right, if he's right. going to do that. That's, that's we, the other thing. I'm saying he needs to go all in. Like, dude, if, if Ben Schwartz can play a blue hedgehog, you're telling me that Chris Pratt can't play an Italian? Yeah. Come on. Uh, also... We can't have this gimmick of like him just exploring the Mario verse where it's like he's Mario, he runs into one of those big mushrooms, he gets bigger, and then Chris Pratt's character goes like, "Whoa, what just happened?" No, we we want none of that. We want him to know what's going to happen. Yeah, we get need it him out of to my under- face. understand the world that he's in. Out of my face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just never die. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. We have uh, someone who's speaking of Marvel that we were just talking about. At the end of Eternals, making a cameo, Harry Styles gonna gonna be playing a leading role with Florence Pugh in a psychological thriller. Quite honestly, don't know too much about it, but just that tag right there has me pretty interested. Um, yeah, yeah, your number nine. My number nine was Black Adam, and then my number eight was that one. Don't worry, darling. Okay, yeah. So actually, let's let's just keep keep going with ours because that was Black Adam was in a. My number seven, I mean, The Rock coming to one of the superhero universes. That's, yeah. That's interesting enough. That that has me pretty intrigued. My number eight was uh, Jackass Forever because love seeing the Jackass guys there together. Yeah. Um, and then obviously said number seven, Black Adam. Number six is the Multiverse of Madness. Really? It, it just doesn't... I, I'm absolutely going to love seeing it i just have a feeling well actually no because it's gonna be like a horror movie so now that that has my intrigue it's gonna be interesting at least that yeah no changing no changing yeah yeah (laughs) i know i know what i want to switch with switch it with but yeah go for it okay so i had number eight was don't worry darling number seven jackass forever because who doesn't love some good jackass Number six, Wakanda Forever, because the cast now is all switched up, I think. Yeah. And everything like that. Don't know where they're taking it, but I'm excited for it. Uh, and then I'm going to jump into number five, which is Knives Out 2, which hopefully, hopefully lives up to the first one. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll talk about that one more. So we'll start at the top five then. 
so, or yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that one later. I should have okay, said. okay. So my number five, we have been talking about recently the Patman, the, the Robert the Pat Pattinson's Man. Robert Pattinson's The Batman coming out very soon. I am very excited for this movie just to see this new kind of gritty version. I feel like we've said that about every single superhero for every single DC movie, but this does look like it's going to be interesting. And also, I mean, it has the Riddler, which I think is uh, a fun, a fun villain that could probably do well in this format that they seem to be doing. So yeah, the Batman number five, give it to me. Yeah. The Batman was my number four. I mean, let's toss it right in there. I agree with everything. I hope that it's really good. He looks like he's this goth Batman, which Batman really should be because dude's gone through a lot. So Sad. I think he's gonna think he's gonna kill it. And then my number three, we talked about a little bit before, is Multiverse of Madness. I'm just very excited. We got that extended trailer at the end, which was the second credit scene of <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. So that was a little bit like I don't know how I felt about it being the second credit scene, but it did look really cool. <laughs> Yeah, this okay, so I I just was rattling my brain thinking about why I put it at number 6 and it's because I was so excited for it. Once they announced that it was coming out and it was going to be a horror movie, something we've never seen. I kind of feel like we've seen a lot of it at this point. And maybe that's because yeah. they kind of need to like ease people into the fact that it's going to be that different than what we've already seen Doctor Strange in. Um, cause it's not like they're introducing a completely new character where they could be like, Oh, this is just how these movies work. It's like, this yeah. is Dr. Strange, but in a, a new kind of format, I feel like well, there's I, evil I, Dr. Strange now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we've already seen that they've had to, they've had to prep us this much that maybe I'm just like, okay, that I'm going to look at five movies that I'm just more intrigued with this year, but I am so damn excited for it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, my number four is actually to be Wakanda Forever, just because I think it's objectively extremely interesting where they might go with that movie. Yeah. Because the first one was fantastic. It was such an event, and it was quite obviously led mainly. I mean, there there were a lot of other great supporting casts, and the story was fantastic and everything. It's just going to be interesting to see it without Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my I, number four. Thinking where they go from here without Chadwick. Yeah. What's your number three though? Because mine was multiverse. Right. Yeah. Where are you going from here? My my number three is going to be across the Spider Verse Part One. Yeah. Just because I think that the just how good that movie was, the first one was insane. I loved that movie. That was one that I absolutely. You know, there are those movies that you send to people, or when someone's like, "Oh, do you want to watch something? What are you thinking?" I went to that movie multiple times. Really? Like, if you if you need a movie to watch, watch this because you otherwise might not have. You're gonna love it. I, everyone yeah. loved that movie. It's just it's a fantastic movie. It's also an interesting view on Spider Man. So extremely interested to see just where they're able yeah. to take that. Just because it's good. That and my top five is. I'm excited for different yeah. reasons. This one is just because it's going to be awesome. That's my number two because I want to see where they take it. I yeah. want to see where it goes. And I honestly, we can't get enough Spider-Man right now. So just keep tossing stuff at us. <laughs> I just keep tossing just it our way. Everybody's a couple of animals eating it up. Everybody's going to eat it up. Everybody's going to eat that shit up. <laughs> it's, first it was the bees. Now it's the spiders. <laughs> uh, dude, and also... It should be number one for both of us. It's like yeah. number negative one is the whenever, <laughs> whenever they make the beekeeper, which is definitely not going to actually end up getting made. If it does, I'm no, going to be excited. Though. It's got to be get. It's got to get made. I mean, I I think at this point they have to yeah. have a script from everything that we've said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I'm going to cut you off for your number two because uh, both of our number one is the same. Um, yes. We've talked about it, or I said I was going to talk about it later. Knives Out two. I just think it's really not weird, but when you have a whodunit and then you have a sequel to it, obviously it's going to be an entirely new story. They're just going to have similar characters, but it was so entertaining in such a great movie that the fact that they're actually running with it with a sequel and it's not just some offshoot or some extension um, I, I just have very high expectations out of this because 
we said we're excited to see where you go from there. Where do you go with a sequel to a whodunit? <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, like, it's just going to be a new story. But what is also, the escape? Like, where are we going with well, this? Well, that's the thing. With with how good he was in in that movie, I just I need There's to no see way him he's again. not in it. Yeah, that's, even that's if what it's I'm like saying. consulting him in the prison for like, how did this happen? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, you know that whole that whole shtick where he's in the jail. He's like, I don't know a thing. <laughs> Classic Twenty Two Jump Street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your bitch, right? <laughs> Please get me out of here. Oh, <laughs> <A little> wriggle action. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I, I'm excited too. And our number ones. Yeah, same number one. Thor: Love and Thunder. It has to be right. It's I mean, gotta it, be. It has to be. There's no shot that it's not gonna be. We Natalie talked, Portman's coming back. Yeah, we've talked extensively about Taika. That's what makes me this excited for it. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna it's gonna get Taikafied even more. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be fantastic. From what we've seen, that's never a bad thing. No, Today. absolutely not. Yeah, We're, I'm just excited for it. Very I need more excited. stuff to come out on it, but it's gonna be great. Yeah, that I, I think that that's another thing. I, I kind of was surprised to see that this was a 2022 release. I thought it might have just yeah. got pushed and it's going to be 23 because I, I have a feeling that we're going to start getting some content around it. But I think that maybe yeah. they're just like, yeah, we don't even need to. Uh, they don't. All they need to do is release the title and then people are going to go see it. Yeah. Like they could just release the title of a Thor movie or Spider-Man movie or like an Avengers style thing. Release the title. Up. Tell them the date. Literally say the date, and people will be like, "Mephisto's in it, and we're going to see it." Like, all right, <laughs> just relax and go. The people are going to see it. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get some stuff soon. By the way, with knives out too, I realize this being ambiguous. I was talking about Daniel Craig. Um, oh, okay. just how good his character was in that. That it's yeah. it's going to be awesome. Okay, it is going to be great. So we probably will actually. So these obviously are huge movie releases going yeah. forward we're probably only going to focus on the big ones or the ones that we feel like we want to talk about. We're going to go back to comedies and then we're going to double up whenever there's a big release. Like when Thor Love and Thunder is coming out, we're talking about it for sure. Um, So that's kind of the the format that I feel like we've kind of been going. You know, we just did um, Dewey Cox, which was a lot of fun, kind of going back to the bread and butter. So we're going to keep going back to the bread and butter a little more if there's not a great movie, especially because January tends to be a very uh, slow month. So um, we might just be hitting you with a movie. You know, I think that we've kind of have uh, these, you, you folks, the listeners, I think maybe maybe we'll just all watch a movie each week together, and if it's a uh, if it's a really big release, then that's the one we're gonna want to watch. And then if not, let's watch a comedy because yeah, you could always use a comedy. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with watching a good old comedy. No, and that's what we're that's what we started with, and that's what I'm excited to keep doing. Yeah. So we we kind of run through the list. We're going to be doing, I guess, a comedy next week. Oh yeah, not sure which one, but 100%. we're looking forward to that because you know we get jacked up about that. Oh, um, I'm already excited. I don't even know what it is, and I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Until that movie that we're gonna be doing. Yeah. Insert here. I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. We'll see you at the next episode. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. <laughs> that, was, that was just Jason Statham as the beekeeper giving sound yeah, advice. He's, 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 he's talking to a class of prospective fifth grade students. Cases arising. Make sure you act carefully. Middle school is a tough place to find your hive. It's okay to be sad sometimes. <laughs>